Did you know that 160 million Americans fall into the obese or overweight category? Most of us find something slightly entertaining and slightly disturbing when we watch episodes of My 600 Pound Life or My 3000 Pound Family. We will say things to ourselves like, how do they get so big? In the meantime, we're scarfing down fast food. If you know that you could be healthier, your desire is to be healthier because you know you should be healthier in 2020, then this is the show you really need to take notes on. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hey, kings and queens. Welcome to Define You Radio. I'm your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and I am here with Queen Beverly Johnson. If you have listened to the show for a while, um, and I will definitely link it, you guys will see that she's been a past guest. She is a phenomenal queen. I'm glad to know her, and it definitely inspires me to get my whole health life together. She's the owner of Genesis Fitness. She is a life coach, fitness trainer, and so much more. Let's go ahead and welcome Queen Beverly to the show. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for having me back, Valencia. I am so looking forward to today's topic. I am, too. And I knew, like, you were the go-to person to talk about women's health because this is the series that we're in for the show. So I guess we'll just go ahead and start off, like, what is the definition of healthy when it comes to taking care of our bodies? Well, I will say first and foremost, when we say healthy, we have to understand that the beauty of our community is that we come in so many shapes and sizes that I don't want anybody to assume that if you aren't the build of Jada Pinkett Smith, you aren't healthy because you can be what's called skinny fat and be slim and still be unhealthy. But I don't want you to believe that you are also on the other end of the spectrum and be unhealthy because that's not always a determination. Mm -hmm. When I say for me to be healthy, it's all inclusive. It's the physical, the mental, and social well-being. It's your quality of life. It's how you're moving in the world. It's how you're showing up in the world. Not what you want us to see you as but how you are really showing up in the world. It's the whole thing that, um, you like, you know, I have a coworker and she'd always say, well, I have high blood pressure, but I'm going to eat this bacon because I have um, my pills. That is not hmm. healthy. That is not healthy because it's impacting your quality of life. You could be physically fit and emotionally bankrupt. You could be hurting on something. Because all that can contribute to your health. I've noticed, um, I know so many people, you know, my age and I'm in my 40s. Um, I know people that are in their 30s and so on. And they're taking, you know, medicine that you, like, I remember, like, maybe my grandmother or great grandmother taking when I was younger. And I find that more people in their 30s and 40s um, are taking, you know, high blood pressure medicine or, you know, that kind of stuff. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I would say it is very problematic. Um, 
and very troubling when I go to Walmart and I see young women half my age, um, because I'll admit that I'm, I'm closing in. I, I'm officially a member of AARP. And to, I am. And, and to see them on scooters. Mm. And I'm sitting there wondering at what point will, will your health matter to you? Because the biggest hindrance to our health and the biggest thing of our destruction is going to be apathy, where we've almost become so nonchalant about our health. And how do you just give up on yourself hurts me to watch you with so much life and see what you can be. And you're good with being right there. Mm. Because what do you, if you're right there at 27, what do you have to look forward to at 47? Well, that's if they even make it. Right, exactly. If you, if, you know, if you're here at 27, um, what, what's 35 going to look like? Because as much as black women are trendsetters, we lead in so many things. Um, it saddens me to know that we lead in all the other categories of obesity, um, heart disease and everything else. Those are the categories I don't want us to excel in, nor mm. should we. I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because that opens up further dialogue and another question, of course, why if if we specifically look at black women um in their, you know, physical health, the obesity and overweight that's in the black community with specifically with women, why do you think that is? Well, some of it is it is it's a multi level question. Um, because in our community we love curves. That we by our makeup we are curvy. In one spectrum or the other, we have curves and we love our curves, we love our booties, we love our hips, and that is a great thing to have self love. And I would never begrudge that. But we also go into this that category of well, I'm just fit. Or I'm just fat, so I ain't gonna worry about it. But is that also that thing that you're taking, you're not taking responsibility, you're not taking ownership of your own destiny? To say, well, you know, everybody in my family be, everybody in my family is, to me, that's a cop out. Because if you're going to break generational curses, if you're going to be the one to excel, you have to recognize that some things that Big Ma did, um, your aunties were doing, were not right. Mm. Hashtag amen.com. Right. I've added right. the dot com in 2020. Because <laughs> so I come. Because, no, go ahead. Well, just because people in your family did it doesn't make it right. Mm. I, I love that. Because it's just, I mean, that's like saying just because I come from a family that was in poverty or poor, then that's my fate as well. So. You know, if you wouldn't use it as an excuse to your financial health, why use it as an excuse for your physical health? You know, exactly. I come I come from a, you know, pretty well formed, <laughs> you know, I have some, you know, bigger women in my family. And it's always funny because the men and the boys in the family have always been pretty much in shape. And the mm-hmm. women in my family tend to be bigger to where when I started focusing on my health I was caught and I was not skinny but you know that's what was thrown at me and I'm you know especially when you're in the south 
Like mm-hmm. skinny is like an insult. Um, it is. But I felt better. And I didn't want, you know, problems walking around and taking medicine because I hate pills. Mm-hmm. But do you think, you know, part of that, not just seeing what, you know, our grandmothers and so on and aunts and stuff do, do you think part of that is also, you know, education as far as, you know, what should I put in my body? Like, it's easy to say what not to put in, but as far as knowing what should I put in my body? And and that's some of it too, because my focus at this year, you know, for my uh, business pages, I made that my campaign this year to say, you know, most of last year, I was pretty much in this phase of, well, don't do this. But I've had to say this year, it's more education. We'll do this. Um, this week, I'm going to start recording videos and saying, you know, everybody wants to know what a vegan does. Everybody wants to know what plant-based really means. So starting that education process, because it's not enough to say, well, don't eat this. But also give you the insight of these are some of your other avenues you can pursue. Because in some cases, we really don't know. And we don't. Um, I think people are having more conversations about it, but it's still not enough. But mm-hmm. if I found that when I started reading labels and I didn't know, and it's words I can't pronounce. And I'm like, I'm basically putting some foreign whatever in my body because I don't know what it is. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't even do that. And I'm no health expert, but I know about Valencia's body and I'm steadily learning. And uh, one of the things that I stopped doing, uh, maybe the beginning of last year, and I love bacon. I, I do. I love bacon and I love sausage, but I gave up pork, which is, and all, and I wasn't like a big pork chop fan or any of that, but you know, me and bacon had a relationship, but I said, okay, I know as far as like with me, I wanted my body to feel good after I, after I ate, I knew pork wasn't good. Um, I really don't even eat chicken as much because if you just watch the news and all the recalls and do some, you know, do just a little bit of research. You wouldn't want to put certain things in your body. So what, what are your particular feelings about pork? Well, <laughs> I stopped eating pork, I want to say almost five years ago, um, primarily because it was making me sick. Mm. And I noticed after certain meals, I would get sick. So I systematically started taking them out those things out one by one. And I noticed when I stopped eating pork, I stopped having headaches. Mm. I stopped, uh, my joints stopped swelling. So at some point, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself to go, um, what's more important, the satisfaction, that feeling of having that pork hit your tongue or you having to constantly endure swollen joints and headaches? It cannot be that important for you to want to eat something that's literally, your body's literally telling you, I don't want to. Mm. That's true. And you have to, um, I don't want to say we don't pay attention to our body, but we don't listen and act um, Mm -hmm. on it. So 
when I stopped eating pork, you know, I knew there wasn't no substitute. Like turkey bacon was not a substitute for for bacon for me. Uh, vegan bacon, like nothing. So basically, I had to give up bacon, and um, it was hard when I started. But it's so funny, like you you programmed your mind. We think we don't realize that. And so I went to eat yesterday and they had bacon on my plate and I looked at it and my mom was like, you know, no. And I just, and I didn't eat it. Um, something I discovered cause I do love sausage as well, but something I started eating was it's like a, some sort of organic or whatever. It's like a, chicken they make like a chicken sausage or turkey sausage Mm -hmm. those are and i'm leaning more towards turkey because i think turkey is more lean correct me if i'm wrong than chicken okay Mm -hmm. um which is which all of that is an adjustment but i want to live like and i've said it for a while to 127 so that's the goal here so i'm taking trying to take care of myself more and it's those baby steps um now i think if i remember correctly at one point in time you were over overweight correct yeah so when you thought think about you know now looking back with what was it more how much you were putting into your body or what you were putting into your body or both it was a a combination of both because a lot of it, we don't realize how, like I think you mentioned earlier, how conditioned we can become that we'll eat things not because we ever thought about should we or shouldn't we. It's because we see our families do it. Because I, I'm in the South. And if you eat, it always has to have gravy and some cornbread. Period. It's not up for debate. <laughs> it will, whatever you eat has rice, gravy, and cornbread. And so eventually, and I was still eating that way. And one day I had to ask myself, why are you still eating this? Do you want this? Um, not understanding the portion. It was one of those things that I was eating based on what my family would do. And so I finally had to just do a deep dive because um, my pants had gotten tight and I was someplace I don't want to be because I was inching towards a size that was foreign to me. And I had to make the decision, either accept it or take control of you. And it was totally deprogramming the past and reprogramming myself, um, having to eat foods that were good for me and having to develop a palate for new food. I think that's the problem um, most people have when they, quote unquote, try to eat healthy is the is you know the adjustment on their taste buds it's a definite adjustment it, it I, I will lie to no one it, it, it is a definite adjustment because if you're used to foods that are very laden and salt and hot sauce and whatever seasons we put on and or if it's heavily processed you don't understand you have not yet discovered the beauty of a vegetable in its pure form Mm-hmm. That if you've always eaten broccoli, um, grounded in cheese, you don't realize how good it can be just as it is. 
So some of it is a training process. Some of it is is a transition process because the first time you eat something that that has been minimally processed, your body's like, I don't know what this is. Give me back what I know. Give me back what I'm familiar with, and we're just gonna ride with that. Mm. That's that's true. It's it's an adjustment, um, and it's almost like a, a detox of sorts for for your body you just gotta push past the pain just like when you're giving birth or you know doing anything you gotta kind of push past it because you know if you don't get control of it it's gonna control the rest of your life it, it, it it's one of those that the hardest thing for me to have to watch people do and i've had um women that come to my class or co-workers that when you tell me that the doctor has had to put you on a thousand calorie diet mm. and at that point um it's not optional what you want to eat it's not optional what you want to do you he, what the doctor is literally telling you that in order to save your life and pull you back from the brink i'm i'm taking control of your destiny i'm going to tell you how to live from this point on because since you won't do it i'm going to do it for you and I can't think of one adult who wants to be told by another adult what to eat. Mm. Hashtag amen. Dot com. <laughs> and our, our health, um, cause you see it definitely, you could go back generations and you could go forward. When I see parents, um, you know, and when I say, you know, parents or aunts or, whatever, like not taking care of themselves, you tend to see it in that next generation as well. When you see these, you know, overweight, um, not active kids Mm -hmm. and the parents have to take, you know, the adults in, in their life have to take responsibility. I know it was like a running joke in my family that whenever, you know, my cousins or nieces would stay the weekend with me, they would lose weight. Cause there, you know, cause there's no soda just from that. Wow. It's, it's definitely something. Um, so you were that relative. Yeah. I'm, I'm that auntie. Like, you know, T-Val, what's in there to drink? What you mean? Water? Um, you know, you don't have soda. You don't have no cold drink. Nope. Not up in here. Haven't done it for years. And I was literally addicted to Sprite many, many, many years ago. Um, except, and it's funny, I was telling my aunties today, I said, when I get sick, like a sore throat, I will sip a Sprite because it just, it just makes your throat feel better to me. Mm-hmm. And it, because it has like a burning, a weird burning sensation because my body, my throat is not used to it. And I'm like, I can't believe I used to drink this all the time and never noticed that. You know, I um had a Coke Zero a few mm-hmm. weeks ago because years ago, that was my go-to. Every, every day after lunch, I had to have a, a Coke Zero and a Snicker bar. You combine those two, that was extra 500 calories a day. Mm. And when I detoxed, I had the worst headache because I had to detox. I was detoxing from the sugar 
and I was detoxing from the caffeine. Mm. And that was the hardest thing to do. And I'm like you, I don't have soft drinks in here. I don't have um, a lot of sweets, and the sweets I do have, they are the little serving sizes. So if if my nieces or nephews come up here, you're getting the little serving size. The little if the serving size is three cookies, you're getting three cookies. That's mm. it. Look, so you're you're that auntie. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. I am. So it's like, well, I don't even want to open a refrigerator because you know how he had his fruit and vegetables. I'm like, and I do. Yeah, I had um the veggie straws in here when my nieces came last time and they was like, you know, T-Bell, what kind of snacks you have? So I was like, here, try this. And she, you know, they kind of was like, uh, you know, what this, you know, because of how I look and everything and ended up liking it and actually taking them home. And I think that, you know, if the kids don't buy the groceries, we do. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brings me to my next point when people say it's more expensive to eat healthy than to eat unhealthy, what are your thoughts on that? It is. It is absolutely the truth. Um, because you can go to the store and get a 99 cent pizza. And that could be your dinner for the night. It has no nutritional value. It has nothing but fat, uh, unhealthy sugar. Um, but if you only have $10 for dinner, that's going to be your dinner. Mm-hmm. Just suppose that against going to get some organic chicken um, and just two chicken breasts, depending on where you go, two chicken breasts will be $10 if it's organic. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to feed five people. You can't do that. So and what? The, um, no, go ahead. And the unfortunate part about it is that that is the reality many families are living in, that a lot of them want to be healthy, but their resources may not. If you have to feed five people, you may not be able to get the organic apples, the organic chicken and all that. So it's then trying to figure out what you can get on your budget. So what, like if, if one of your clients came to you and said that, which I definitely realized that, Eating healthy, you know, is more expensive, but it's not, it's something that's still doable. Mm -hmm. So if if a client came to you and said, you know, Queen Beverly, I want to eat healthier, but this is my budget. Like, how would you direct them as far as with, you know, a starting point for trying to put healthier things in their body? The starting point, I would feel, would probably target the snacks because those are the easy substitutions. You can get fruit cups. You can get raisins. You can get fruit. It doesn't always have to be a little dead. It doesn't always have to be a candy bar. So it, it's starting to tackle there or with dinner. You can drink, we can drink water. It will not kill us to drink some water. And your taste buds will adjust. And, and your taste and your taste buds will adjust. Some of it is that you're not always hungry. You're really just dehydrated. And yeah. your body's screaming for something. So there are ways that until you get there, um, to start doing some some um some swaps. And you can start with the swaps. So as soon as baby girl comes in and say, Mommy, I want a snack, so here's some raisins. 
and she may fall out here. She, you know, the son or daughter may have a fit initially, but here's some raisins. And when they realize that's all that you're getting, then we're all going to fall along. It, it, it's one of those, a blend of tough love and, and, and having to change because I love my 600 pound life. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Now's always thing is, well, she didn't get to the grocery store, so who's buying it? That's the one so thing that really, uh, makes me kind of mad with that show. Especially if you have someone that can't, that's bedridden, but you, you have people that's bringing them the food. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, what, what if that's the case? Like somebody wants to get healthier, but their partner, close friends, so on and so forth are enabling that unhealthy life. What, what would you say? Oh, that's a hard one because <laughs> having, because I experienced that because it was one of those that recognizing that I was getting older and I needed to make the shift and then have someone that haphazardly going along with you makes it difficult. Especially if you're, you're trying to buy groceries and you have a budget and you're trying to get more plant based. And the other person, you come home, they're frying chicken wings. They're frying hot wings. Just mm-hmm. by human nature, you're going to go with the hot wings. Yeah, they smell good. They smell Delicious. good. So, <laughs> I, so I walk in and you tell me we, I got hot wings and fries. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here with my little roasted cauliflower. Which one am I going to pick? So it's one of those that is a difficult thing. And I know people are experiencing that. Ideally, it would be. In a perfect world, we will be on the same page and we will both be sexy and want to get our health back. But for some people, that's not. And hopefully, if you are in a household and you're the only one making a change, you do have a partner that is um, supportive of your decision. Even though he or she may not be on board yet, they're giving you the space and the grace to see you succeed. Mm. I love that and I love how you how you put it because I went I went vegan for like um 30 days give or take and I don't expect you know my husband and even when my son come you know come to visit to for that to be their thing or even understand because I think your personal health journey is definitely your own um mm-hmm. But it was very, it was very interesting and they're supportive, but I had to get, you know, there was kind of like this envy. I had my eyes looking at their plates, but I had to think of the bigger purpose. And I think when it comes to health, that's really, you know, what you're doing. And I was kind of working on detox in my body. And so my body could speak to me and, you know, those things, it was different reasons I did it. Could I choose it for a lifestyle? Um, No. Uh, just because I don't see where that's necessary for it to be a lifestyle for me. But I wanted to hit on something really quick. Cause if you are on social media, Instagram, especially, you'll see these quote unquote Instagram bodies and the latest fad. And I've wrapped my belly and lost this amount of weight. Um, how much harm do you think that does to a woman? who's already battling with whatever physical health issues and she's seeing this. It does 
so much harm. Um, because what you all don't always take it, uh, realize is that a lot of that is filtered. Um, because there are apps that you can shave your stomach down and, and inflate your booty. So there are some people that aren't really real people. And so mm-hmm. in some instances, you're trying to live up with a fictional image. Because everybody, either through, through genetics or your makeup or your family, um, we're not all going to look the same. That I had one instructor years ago um, when I was getting one of my certifications said, if you want to see your future, look at your mother. Mm. And and I looked at mother, my mother and I was like, I'm good. But that doesn't remove me from having responsibility for myself. Um, there are no quick fixes. There's no insta thing. Um, it's going to come down to just doing the work, having to um, develop a plan that fits your budget, fits your lifestyle, and that's realistic. Because a lot of women place a lot of pressure on themselves um, to look a certain way to the point where it is scary. Because I've seen, you know, people posting, you know, insta pictures saying, you know, one day I'm going to look like that. No, you won't. No, you, you're not, because you're not the same height, you're not the same build, and you don't have access to, access to the resources that, that that celebrity has. You don't have a personal chef, you don't have a personal stylist, you don't have a personal trainer, and you don't have a plastic surgeon. Mm, that part, like Queen Shannon says. Right, and, so um, you don't have any of those things. And all, all people would have to do, really, you know, just Google, um, like, celebrity unretouched or whatever uh photos and you and then you know you you know this is the day of uh day and age of canceling and exposure you'll see a lot of people get quote-unquote exposed from the pictures they post versus what they really look like and i but i had to go through this it's like a it's a mental thing i have to be the best healthiest Valencia versus, you know, whatever kind of body. Cause number one, like you said, I don't have X, Y, and Z. And even if I had that, you know, I'm a mom of a 20 something year old. I don't need to, you know, I don't know. And my thing is, as we age, our body change. Hmm. And and if you need to be in club spanks to be in your certain dress, sweetie, wear for join club spanks. Because for my form-fitting dress, I have my spanks. You put on your spanks too, and together we will not eat a lot at the buffet. <laughs> but we are going to look cute. But it's embracing sometimes where you are in life. Um, because if you've had your children and you have grandchildren, you have a beautiful legacy. If you have a little sparkle and a glitter coming in your hair like I do, that's a beautiful thing. I'm not trying to compete with the 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be an Instagram model. I have no desire for that. My function right now is to be the best, most healthiest person I can be right now, that I can celebrate the fact that I run 5K, that I run races, that my body still allows me to get up and function in my right mind and still along the way have some black girl magic. I love it. That is on my 2020 list is to actually do a 5k. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that via email. Cause I know I have to start actually training 
for that. I can't, you know, if I yeah. got up and like, don't, okay, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, so uh, we're definitely going to discuss that. But when you when we talk about exercise, what is because, you know, you'll see different things because they have like, you know, do 10 minutes, you know, like those 10 minute videos that used to. I don't know if they're still out, but, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. Or, but it went from like what? um 30. 30 minutes, three times a week or whatever. What do you recommend is like, you know, exercise? Um, it is recommended that you get at least a hundred and fifty minutes of exercise a week. And ideally I would prefer you not try to do it all on that day. Um, you don't do it all that day to say you just don't get it in on one day. It's roughly 30 minutes a day five days that's easy and i'm glad you said mm-hmm. that because i was trying to do the math to figure out okay can i just knock this out no don't do two hours <laughs> on one Saturday. No, no 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 ma'am no no you're not doing over no not, not doing that in one day now something something else to you um kind of said that I, I that i liked not here but you know in another occasion about healthy boundaries so what exactly is a healthy boundary and how vital is that for, you know, women's health? A healthy boundary is knowing that it's okay to, in all the things that you're saying, you're not saying me first. You're saying mm-hmm. me too. You're mm-hmm. saying that my needs and what I require are just as important as what you're asking of me too. That the same way someone else comes forward and says, ask for all this, this laundry list of stuff, say you have the person say, well, this is what I require to be at peace. This is what I require to be happy. Those are those type of boundaries that if you feel, if you're in your gut, something's telling you is not right, more than likely it's not right. And mm-hmm. you having the courage to assert your voice and establish that if I said, I don't want to do this, or I'm not engaging in this type of behavior because it's destroying my peace. I said what I said. Mm. It's, it's not a matter of being disrespectful. It's a matter of holding true to what you need to be at peace and to be healthy. And people that really love you will never disrupt your, will never disrespect your values. Mm. Hashtag amen.com on that. One of the things I thought about what we kind of touched on earlier, when I got on my quest many years ago to um to lose weight and, you know, then to get healthy because I because they didn't come at the same time because you could lose weight. But that doesn't mean you're getting healthy. So, you know, I'm just being honest with my journey. I didn't concern myself with getting healthy until I got, you know, a little older. But I had to stop going out to eat with friends. You know, we would have a girls' day that consisted of movie, uh, probably a daiquiri, and going out to eat ridiculous stuff. And it, I found that it wasn't supportive to my lifestyle change. And, you know, sometimes that happens. 
And that's I'm glad you brought that up because at some point I've even had that space that I've had to ask myself. It seems like the only time she, me, and this part, my person went out, it was to eat. And eventually I grew tired of that because I kept thinking out of all the things that's available in the city, why does it always happen around food? That there has to be other things that we can do other than eating. And some of that comes with us growing and hopefully having a, a good conversation. So, you know, Vanessa, it's like every time we go out to eat, hang out, it's to eat. Have we ever thought about maybe going to see a show or, or going window shopping, doing something that's not, we're not chewing food? And hopefully everybody's on the same page. Say, so you know what? Let's give it a try. Or mm-hmm. if you do go out to eat, like, can we kind of change it up a little that I don't always have to eat? the same thing every time. I love that. You know, and then at the end of the day, it could be you need to change your circle because sometimes that, you know, non-support or whatever that you're seeing in that area of your life, you'll find it in other areas where you're trying to improve. So that may be a sign. It is. And, And I would tell some people that a lot of times when you meet resistance like that around your, your family or your friends is that growth scares people. Not so much their growth, but your growth because then they don't know what to do with you. Mm. I can handle you at level one, but when you start growing and changing and developing a new identity for yourself, I don't know what to do with this person because I'm not there yet. Mm. And so some people will present holes and resistance because they're not there yet and they don't know what to do with you. Mm. And so they will continue to try to bash who you're becoming because they don't know how to make that shift. They don't know how to pivot out of that. So then as you make this change, I would encourage you to be aware and mindful that there are going to be people that say, oh, you think you're too good. Oh, you're acting bougie. Oh, you're acting white. It's you taking back your health and taking control of your health. Mm. And if me wanting to live until I'm gray and golden and Lindsay and I sit on the couch at 122, at age 122, then then I'm boosted because my health matters. And I don't like taking pills. I'm not taking anything. Me neither. Me neither. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you take a a multivitamin. Yes, I take a vitamin D supplement um, because traditionally um, people of color, we struggle in that area because we're melanated. Um, and I take omega-3. I think a, a lot of people don't even think about that or explore, you know, the fact that you gonna need to do you know do some stuff you might need to take a definitely a multivitamin because we don't mm-hmm. eat all the get all the nutrients and everything our body needs and even if you are you know a lot of times it's just not enough so why not take a multivitamin to help that so if a woman was starting to you know say okay I want to now start paying attention to my physical health where should they start? Go get your checkup. Start with getting your mammogram. 
um, going to see your, your OBGYN to get your, your annual physical. Um, then go to your doctor and get a physical so you can understand what your, um, blood levels are, what your challenges are, and then let's go from there. Mm. Because I, if you don't know where you're starting, that some of your ailments could be that you're iron deficient. Yeah. Which is why you're tired all the time. And even with the, uh, vitamin D, which is what I found out when I got my blood work done last year. I was like, what? Vitamin D? You know, that was just so weird to me. But what I found is as I started talking to certain friends of mine that were uh, feeling some kind of way, because I think vitamin D has to do with your, it could affect like your mood and like your energy level, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Different things like that. So a friend of mine um, not that long ago told me, her doctor told her that she was vitamin D deficient. And I was like, I mean, I was really, really low, which was, and so I do take a a supplement for that, but it's simple things like that. So definitely. And when you hit 40 ladies, um, you do need to get them, get a mammogram. You just feeling around like you've been doing, you know, hopefully your, you know, your whole life or whatever of you having boobs. When you hit 40, Mm -hmm. things change. Then everything changes. My grandmother died from um, metastatic breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in college, long, long, long time ago, back when pagers were popular. Um, I was going home, and before I went home, my mom called me. And she said, I just want to let you know grandma had um, a mastectomy. Found out my grandmother had a lump the size of a plum in one of her breasts. Mm. And when asked about it, said, why didn't you tell somebody? She said, it wasn't bothering me, so I decided not to bother it. And some of that, looking back, was probably fear of having to go and face it. So go get your check. Because a lot of times by the time in our community, we find out we have something, that the problem has become so elevated that it becomes dire to us. Because we wait. So long to go see someone. Mm. I was listening um, or saw saw something the other day, and it's not that black women get cancer more. And guys, y'all have to Google it because I know I'm not saying this verbatim. It's just that we, you know, like Queen Beverly just said, we, you know, we don't go get it checked out. So the rates of dying behind cancer is higher for black women. Exactly. And that's what I was alluding to because I, I would say this, that I have a great spiritual relationship that is the motivating factor of all that I do. But understand, even in our great book, it says faith without works is dead. So go get your body checked out. You are no benefit to the kingdom if you are not healthy to walk into your purpose. Mm. And on that note, Queen Beverly, Period. Period. With the T. How can others connect with you? I know you said you're going to do some videos and other things in regards to health and explaining plant-based and those things. How can others connect with you? Well, if you are on Facebook, follow me at Genesis Fitness. You are on Instagram. It is Bev, B-E-V, K, Johnson. 
Uh, my name. Yay. And of course, that information will be posted, guys. But you know what time it is since class is over, but there's always homework. So today, Queen Beverly is going to give you guys your session's homework. Go ahead, Queen Beverly, lay it out for them. Your homework is to start exercising 30 minutes a day and then Swap out one glass of water or tea or a Kool-Aid or soft drink with water. Yay. Okay, so, but that 30 minutes can be like walking, right? So just you, so you they can know. Start, you can start. It could be walking. It could be on the treadmill. It could be in the bike. It could be water aerobics. Your goal, your homework is to start moving. If you have time to sit and watch somebody's housewives, you have time to go exercise. Record it, and when you come back from the gym, you can watch it. The well, housewives okay. will be there, but we need you more. Right, and housewives have plastic surgery money. Probably get it free. I don't know. but um, Probably. That's y'all homework. I can't wait to see who actually does it and everything. Thank you so much, Queen Beverly. We all should... uh definitely evaluate you know our priorities and putting our physical health first so thank you so much for giving all the information and today's homework so y'all got there or this week's homework rather so kings and queens thank you so much for listening to define you radio if you got something out of today's session make sure you share it with your friends family and foes subscribe and leave a review don't forget to connect with Queen Beverly and with us on social media at The Define You. And remember, your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And what you do with that is up to you. <laughs>